or our family didn't have family vacations. We didn't go to the beach in the summertime. You know, we, we, we wrestle. You know, I don't think I did anything that no one can do or else I wouldn't have done it. It's almost like I was more excited for him to win than, 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 I, than I cared about me winning. You know, that was when I really, truly understood that you can't get on that podium without being a well-rounded wrestler. There's no reason to sleep in. You know, I, I don't, uh, you know, I think sleeping in is a little bit of being lazy. Wrestling is just like one big puzzle. There's like a counterattack to every attack that the opponent has, and it's just fun trying to, like, figure everything out. No, I think you had some uh, pretty good questions, pretty in-depth. Only fault was it I thought I could pin everybody, you know. So going into the semifinals, I didn't really have a game plan. I was like super, super, super intense. All I cared about was wrestling. You know, that's what I love to do. I want to stand. Out. I want to. I want to get in your face. I want to beat you up. For 17 years, it was like it was what I was training for, you know. And this is potentially my last tournament. It's like this is it. It's like eight mile. Like you only get one shot. I felt like he took what was mine, you know, and um, I was trying to take what was his, so just kind of how things go. Welcome to the D1CW Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast Part 2, Episode 32 of the Sudden History Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Earl Smith. I'm probably going to sound like a broken record, but thanks again to everyone who's been listening. October was the biggest month overall in the history of the show. It seems like everyone's enjoying these preview shows. And I appreciate that. After next week's show, I'll be moving back into the normal style, sudden history shows that you've grown accustomed to with the long individual interviews. But before that, we have work to do, part two of the Big Ten preview. This time around, we'll be talking to some great assistant coaches. First up is Purdue's head assistant coach, Tyrell Todd, then Nebraska's Matt Muliners. And we'll close with Minnesota's Dustin Schlater. So enjoy. Our next guest on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast is the head assistant for Purdue. Let's welcome Tyrell Todd. Thanks, Tyrell. Thanks for having me. Sure, it's good to have you back. Tyrell is the first guest to appear twice on Sudden History. He was originally on episode 24 to talk about his own career and a little bit about Purdue. And now today we're going to focus solely on Purdue wrestling. Um, so, Coach, if you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Boilermaker lineup for 2016-17, you don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want, but just a general idea of who's going to be competing for each weight. Yes, absolutely. Um, we have, uh, you know, a, a really good class, top six class in the country uh, coming in five uh, top 100 recruits this last year. Uh, so, you know, that, that that talent coming into the room has really uh, been exciting. Um, we've already already seen the level in the room uh, increase, and, you know, only only going to continue to see that, obviously, as, as these guys develop. Um, down low, uh, we got a true freshman, Devin Schroeder, who will be uh, wrestling off in our wrestle-offs here on Sunday with uh, Ben Thornton, and, you know, Ben was a starter last year. Wisconsin kid who's uh, just a tremendous young man, uh, unbelievable worker, and uh, we're excited to see what he's going to do this year. And uh, so that's the wrestle off to see there. You know, Schroeder, we do, you know, we do would, would like to see Schroeder redshirt, but being that we're thin down down low, 
you never know what can happen. Um, so keeping Ben healthy is going to be really important. At 33, got Luke Welch, who was a starter last year, had some good wins, beating Johnny DeJulius and, and uh, some other wins in the Big Ten. Um, <clears throat> he's going to be at 33, wrestling Kyle Todrink, who's an in-state kid from down in southern Indiana, Evansville area. And, uh, you know, actually they're both from down there. Uh, Luke, or I'm, I'm sorry, Luke is wrestling off Cody Pay. I'm sorry, uh, Todrink is up at 41. Um, Cody Pay is a Missouri kid, um, really uh, got a really unbelievable potential. That's going to be a very competitive wrestle-off at 133. Uh, Then you got 41, Kyle Ayersman, who is a big standout in Indiana, a few-time state champ, uh, actually has never had an opportunity in the Purdue lineup as I was, was behind you know, Cash Caroga, Danny Sabatello. Um, and so he's kind of getting his shot this year. He was second out of university this uh, this spring, uh, which is really a, a great accomplishment for him. And he's kind of feeding off that momentum, so we're excited to see him wrestle a young guy who's a redshirt freshman, toad rank. And, and this is kind of Kyle's, Kyle's year. He's done a lot of good work in the offseason, excited about him. 49, uh, we've got actually a junior college transfer named Jamie Golding. He was a... Uh, UN, uh, UNI, North, Northern, North Idaho College um, transfer. And he was actually, I met him at a camp. I was working out in Washington. You know, he ended up coming to Purdue. He's a senior. He's going to be wrestling off Nate Lemmings. That'll be a real competitive wrestle off. Um, you know, he was, uh, I believe, fourth in JUCOs, and then he was ranked number one. He was beating everyone. He broke his hand. That's, that's uh, Jeremy Golding. Nate Lemix, uh was, you know, he was our first guy that we recruited, Michigan kid uh, from Central Catholic High School um, in Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids Catholic Central, and he's a flow national champ, uh, very high, highly skilled, and uh, he's been developing. So it's going to be exciting. We kind of got a young guy and then a real, uh, you know, athletic older guy. Um, so, you know, they're going to be battling out, and but – we told all all these guys, you know, coaches have the last say on who's going to wrestle, and, and we're going to Eastern Michigan Open, and that's going to be a strong predictor. Moving on uh, to 157, you got um, Alex Griffin, who is our only returning uh, qualifier, NCAA qualifier. He's had a great body of work over the summer, <clears throat> All-American at University Nationals, and uh He's going to be seeing Griffin Perriott, who won. Actually, we had like we have like five fifty-seven pounders. So Griffin Perriott won a mini tournament yesterday with some young guys or some other young guys on the team. Actually, and a couple older. And uh, so Perriott, who we you know would like to see redshirt, will be wrestling Alex Griffin in the wrestling finals. Um, Sixty-five got Dylan Lighty, who's an Indiana boy. Um, good talent, state champ. Um, he's going to be wrestling off um, Peter Andriotti, who's uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, should be competitive wrestle off. Dylan Lighty has had some success on the freestyle circuit, and and uh, you know Andriotti has been developing in the room. That'll be definitely a competitive wrestle off. Um, Seventy four got. Jacob Morrissey, um, and he's really, 
you know, last year had some great in, in individual results, you know, beat Miles Martin in the duel. Um, <clears throat> he's a Wisconsin kid, high, you know, highly ranked recruit, couple time Fargo All American. And, uh, Jacob is going to be wrestling off a young guy. You know, we see him, uh, you know, really being able to make some waves this year. He's, uh, just a hard worker. His season was ended last year by a, a back injury. He ended up getting back surgery, um, because <clears throat> he had a flip disc in his back, but he's made a full recovery and looking real, looking real good. Tough kid. I mean, just, just a, just a fun kid to coach. Um, gritty, tough, and he's going to be wrestling hard for seven minutes. Tanner lined up at 84 as, uh, he's a, this is his senior campaign. Um, he's got a, he's wrestling off a young guy, um, in Blake Reed, who's actually from Ohio and Tanner has really made some big improvements. Uh, you know, he's been a, a guy I've had the opportunity to work with for a while now and uh, really impressed with where he's at. He's doing a good job, and uh, we're just excited to see him, you know, use his athletic ability and his strength and offense and, and score a lot of points. New faces probably a little bit up at the up at the top of the lineup because we're so thin out there. Um, Christian Bruner is a true freshman. is going to be wrestling off Jonathan Morales, and uh, Christian is a big, Big frame, strong, 97 pounder, and uh, probably going to be seeing him go this year. Um, Jonathan Morales is an uh, Indiana boy, and in his uh, second year, and good, good kid, hard worker. Um, he just, I think, probably might struggle with the length that Christian has, and uh, Christian's a, a monster on top as well. Heavyweight, we've got Sean Streck, who is a big, in time, big time Indiana standout, and he actually lost his. Uh, first round wrestle off to Jacob Avon last night, which a lot of people would probably be surprised by. But uh, Streck is, uh, you know, making the transition to college. As so many high school kids, uh, you know, sometimes it's a little bit of struggles <laughs> in those in those first few months. And uh, he's doing great, um, working hard. It's just he's getting used to guys wrestling back hard in high school. I think everybody laid down for him because. He's really strong and can change speeds. And in college, guys keep wrestling seven minutes. So you're going to see Jacob Aben and Tyler Crawl wrestling off at heavyweight. Crawl has gotten a lot better. Um, but it might be a situation where, uh, you know, a young guy gets in the lineup this year possibly even um, because Sean Streck is uh, – he, he can go score points. And, and we, haven't, we haven't gone and scored points at, at the heavyweight weight class the last two years. And that's what we want to see, guys that can go, go get points. Um, so that's kind of the breakdown of the wrestle-offs here and, and what we're looking to see, um, you know, moving into this, this wrestle-off here on Sunday. And so we talked before about you, how you don't necessarily have a lot of NCAA championship experience returning, but you do yeah. have a pr- pretty veteran team. Uh, who has emerged as far as the leaders of the group? Uh, this year, well, I mean, so we're a really mixed bag. We've got, you know, I would say we've got three guys that are, you know, more experienced and really two, really we have three seniors, you know, with Tyler crawl and Tanner line and Alex Griffin. And all of those guys have made uh, big strides. They've emerged as leaders. Uh, I think Alex Griffin has done a good job, uh, especially as of recently. Um, he just, he's, he's a guy that he does everything right. He's doing extra all the time. He's a guy that 
you want the young guys to follow, you know, kind of follow that lead. And um, so that helps. I, I, we've been, you know, with a, with a senior class leading, we had a little bit of a, a leadership vacuum um, this last year, and we've had a couple guys stepping up. And, you know, Crawl in the weight room, he's a big weight room guy, and, you know, he looks the part. Um, in the wrestling room, he, he is, is not as vocal, and, and it's just, he's a guy that, that uh, doesn't see the transference as much into his wrestling, but in the weight room, he, is, uh, he, is, he gets it. And Tanner Line similarly does a great job in the weight room. Um, he's just, you know, we're working on some consistency things with him and, and just keeping him positive. And he had some good wins last year too. So, you know, it's, it's kind of, as far as our leadership, we're happy with it, where they're at right now. Um, and our young guys, I mean, we have a real young team. I mean, we might even be seeing a, a you know, true freshman at heavyweight in 97, um, you know, later on in the year. And so a, a lot of emphasis is being put into developing those young guys. And based on your breakdown of the lineup, I may have a guess of my own, but do you have a guy or two in mind that has been in the room for a while now that's improved and looks ready to have a breakout season in 2016-17? Yes, absolutely. I mean, like Alex Griffin, um, you know, he was a qualifier last year, but being up a weight class is big for him. Um, he was cut, he's, cutting, he's cut hard the last two years to get to 49. 57 is a lot better competitive weight for him, and he he is fully strong enough to handle the change in weight. So he's a, he's a guy that I see emerging this year. Jacob Morrissey, he's already shown, um, you know, glimpses of, of really, really great wrestling and, and matches. You know, I mean, should he beat the national champ last year in the Doom? Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I, you're, you're going to see him emerge, no question, this year. I mean, he's good on top. He's going to be pinning some people. Um, and then... Those guys are our older guys. Tanner Line, I see, I see him having a lot better year this year, and uh, really surprising some people because, you know, he's he's really been. I've been working with him a lot personally, hands on, and I, I've been seeing some changes in him. I'm excited about. So as far as upperclassmen, you're going to see that, and and you know, surprises. Christian Bruner is a kid to watch. The kid is, he's he's young, but he is he's he's just got that that toughness and that meanness that you can't you can't teach and i mean this kid he he'll be bleeding all over the place just running at you as hard as he can he's got no quit in him and guys are not going to want to wrestle him for 7 minutes <laughs> and a lot of guys are going to have to wrestle him for 7 minutes <laughs> um so with this mix of young talent to go with some of your experienced veterans uh what overall can we expect from the boilermakers this year um, I, I would definitely say, uh, you're going to have some more, some more, uh, great individual perform performances, but we're really going to focus on, you know, we, we've had some good dual meet, um, results and we are all, all we, we want to continue that. But, you know, last year we had Chad Welch, you know, really separating himself in some tournaments, you know, winning a couple, you know, being in the finals of Midlands, winning Vegas, or excuse me, being in the finals of Vegas, winning Midlands. Um, you're going to see more guys going deeper in tournaments, you know, this year, uh, just based on the body of work they put in, this confidence they're developing. And then, 
um, you can expect in dual meets, you know, we're going to be, you know, we're going to be very competitive in, in every dual meet. There's no question in my mind. Um, you know, and the, the talent is coming. Uh, the room is getting deeper, and, and the kids are working really hard. I'm, I'm excited about where our team is at. I'm ready to compete. This preseason has been long. <laughs> <laughs> um you touched on this initially, and uh, when we last spoke, it was around Fargo time, and you talked about the credentials of your incoming freshman class. Now that they've actually been in the room with you for some time, uh, what have you seen from them? Um, been a mixed bag. Uh, you know, freshman is, I mean, even in my own experience, I mean, there's there's a lot of firsts when you walk into a college room in a Big Ten room as a freshman, you know, the rigors of, of scholastics, not having mom and dad tucking you in a bed at night. I mean, there's a lot of things that can make, <laughs> you know, that can make things go sideways a little bit. Um, you know, so we've seen a mixed bag from our freshmen. The, the freshman I've been most in, impressed with thus far is Christian Bruner. Um, and I, I have to say uh, Schroeder, Devin Schroeder as well. Uh, he, both, both of those guys came in over the summer. We have a bridge program, so they were training over the summer. So a lot of those firsts and those, um, you know, those new experiences happened over the summer. They got used to their rhythm, used to the routine, used to being able to manage their sleep. Um, and those guys are those guys are definitely doing better. Um, as a whole, I mean, there's always ups and downs as freshmen. I mean, like our, our big guy Sean Streck is a is a monster. I mean, when he learns how to hand fight, he, he's <laughs> He's going to give people problems because he's scary strong. Um, and, you know, it's, just, it's going to be experience for him. And uh, and then you know, Griffin Perry has has been doing really well um, in the room. You know, he's, he's a standout recruit. He's been taking care of business in the classroom. And, uh, you know, he's a guy, you know, in the open tournaments and stuff, I see him doing very, very well every time he competes. Um, and you know, he, he's, he's still, he's developing as well. And he has a, a really good outlook. Um, all these guys love the sport. They love, they love getting better. They love improving. And, uh, they, you know, I just find myself as a coach, uh, you know, practice is my, it's it just, it's a blast every day. Cause you got a bunch of kids that are hungry when you teach them something, they're picking it up. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a really fun environment. So in the off season, Zach, Tanelli got the head coaching job at Columbia, and Coach Ursland brought in Kendrick Maple and Jake Souflone to round out the staff. What have these guys brought to the team? Uh, you know, Kendrick being a national champ himself and, and doing so in, in a dominating fashion um, was, was a guy that right away, you know, you know, as coaches, you know, we're always watching and, you know, watching him compete we're, he's a guy we were like, man, you know, that, that's a guy that we want, <laughs> you know, involved developing our guys. Um, and I, I would say that, you know, you know, his, how he competed on the mat is how he works in a day-to-day environment and, and super uh, relational and personable with the guys. I've already seen, you know, tremendous um, improvement and especially, you know, on the, on the feet with guys and learning how to pressure um, you know, without pressure on their feet, without uh, t- getting tied and balled up in, in tie-ups. Um, and then Jake Souflon, you know, he was actually tore his ACL at, at the NCAA tournament, so he had surgery and he's been recovering from that, but he's already back on the mat and rolling with the guys. Um, I would say just from a mentorship and, um, 
you know, just uh, positive environment uh, standpoint, like these guys are doing a tremendous, tremendous job. I mean, just like you said, rounding out the staff, uh, you know, really happy for Zach Tonelli getting uh, that opportunity. And, uh, and then, you know, it was a situation where it was, you know, great for us too, because we had an opportunity to get a guy like Kendrick, who is an absolute workhorse, who loves wrestling, who's still going to be competing himself. And I mean, he is an absolute freak of nature. I mean, it's going to be fun to see what he does on the freestyle circuit in the future. And, uh, and then Jake Suflon, who's a, a workhorse and just a great individual, um, you know, it, it's a fun, it's a fun group to work with and, and developing these young guys, guys that you know, we're like-minded as a staff and, uh, we believe in, in a lot of the same things. And, uh, so it's, it's fun to go to work with some guys and, and, uh, we've got a lot of work to do, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're in a very good spot as a program. Also in September, uh, prior to your third season in West Lafayette, you were named the head assistant coach. How have your responsibilities changed or increased with the new title? Um, you know, it's funny, you know, things are never what they seem. <laughs> you know, I, I've got a, a two-year-old daughter and then my wife has another baby coming here in two months in December. And, you know, I really thought that, um, you know, with us having more staff and we actually added a director of ops, which is, in my opinion, it's like adding another coach, uh, Amanda Dahl, who is our sports information director. She is now our director of operations and our sports information director. And she's unbelievable. I mean, super organized. She takes care of travel. She does recruiting. I mean, she's the center of the program and everything revolves around her. So organizationally, our structure is way better. So I was like, man, this is going to be awesome. You know, I'm, I'm going to have a lot more time to focus on individuals. And I have, you know, so I would say to answer your question, the first thing is I can fo focus individually a lot more with the guys. Um, but then, you know, Tony's given me a lot more responsibility as far as, you know, fundraising, helping fundraise, um, connecting with the community. And then um, the, the biggest thing is, is, is the recruiting front. And that's, you know, where we're, we've been working extremely hard and, and it's important, you know, you, you got to keep the best guys uh, from around the country coming in here. The guys that we see fit are, are kind of wrestling that are going to have success here. You know, I, I think there's a lot of schools that recruit a lot of really good kids, but for whatever reason, the fit isn't quite right because, you know, the coaches want, want to see certain things and the wrestlers have certain skill sets. So we really take the time to, to hone in on kids that, have a kind of style that 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 we're going to help them develop to their highest potential and talk a little bit about the schedule for the season you mentioned you're going to open up next weekend at the emu open you have a west coast swing and then iowa at home all before november ends plus then you throw in las vegas the midlands uh, before you even get into the heart of the big 10 schedule Yes. Yeah. We'll be tested early. No question. Especially with the Iowa duel in there, we'll be tested early. I mean, Eastern Michigan is going to be, I would say, you know, one of the biggest predictors of where we are in our, in our lineup. We've got several weights where, and, and, you know, we have some weights that will continue to, if we need to, before someone, you know, solidifies himself as, you know, the guy to beat, um, but that EMU opening is going to really help us solidify our lineup, see where our guys are at. I mean, we have a good idea with a lot of our 
more experienced older guys. Um, but some of our young guys, you know, at certain weights, we, you know, we don't know exactly what we're going to see uh, in a competitive environment. And some of these guys we know from how good they were in high school are gamers, you know, and we got to see if that transfers to college. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to be tested early, but uh, it's good. I mean, in the Big Ten season, you need to be tested early. There's nowhere to hide in the Big Ten. And uh, that's why I wanted to coach here. That's why I wanted to wrestle here. And, you know, that's what I think that's what the best the best guys really really like to do. They want to be tested and, and tested often and, and we're gonna we're gonna have just that for them this year. Okay, coach, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about wrestling at Purdue in 2016-17? Uh just uh we're a program on the rise. We've got uh, a lot of exciting things happening. Kids are working hard and uh you know, definitely encourage people to to follow us and uh number one thing is you know that we we believe in is coaches or kids are going to be they're going to be wrestling a hard pace and they're going to they're going to make it exciting to watch and that's what we want uh we we want to create you know a style of wrestling that people want to come in and watch some boilermakers score points you know it's not just going to be it's not just going to be all all grind grind it's going to be us hitting some holds getting takedowns and scoring points and we want people to come see it All right, we'll be looking forward to that. A big thank you to Tyrell Todd for joining us on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Earl. Appreciate you having me. Our next guest on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast is a volunteer assistant for Nebraska. Let's welcome Matt Muliners. Hey, Earl. How you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us. Coach, if you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Cornhusker lineup for 2016-17. You don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who if you don't want, but just a general idea of who will be competing at each weight. Yeah, you know, we uh, we got some depth on our team, and you know, starting at 125 this year, we got Timmy Lambert, who's been a three-year starter, national qualifier, and Chris Williams, you know, he had a great Midlands last year, and he's he's right there, and they're battling for the spot, and it's going to be exciting to see, you know, who comes out on top there. One thirty threes, Eric Montoya is a returning All American, so he's the front runner right now. But Brian Pesca and Eric Sofler, right there behind him. One forty one is uh, we had a good battle between Colton McChrystal and Colin Perrington. They're uh, Colton's a junior, Colin's a redshirt freshman, and you know they've been back and forth in the room. So again, you know, early season we're gonna that'll sort itself out. Um, One forty nine, Jordan Shears, the probably the guy in the lead right now. We got some freshmen behind him. One fifty seven is Tyler Berger, the front runner, and some young guys again freshmen behind him. 65 isn't really interesting weight for us. Um, we got a quite a few guys at that weight. Um, they're all kind of back and forth right now, so we'll see. 174, uh, Micah Barnes. He was uh, had a really good national tournament before getting knocked out, so really looking forward to see what he can do. And 184, 97, pretty much set with T.J. Dudley returning national finalist and Aaron Studebaker. Uh, been 
round of 12 the last two years and he's looking to make that next jump and then heavyweight uh colin jensen and pack racing are mixing it up for the okay. spot all right so last season nebraska finished in the top eight in the nation at the ncaa championships now, how did the coaching staff feel overall about the team's performance at the tournament and the season overall um we we're pretty happy you know we want to be higher obviously um you know we had some we you know we really wanted guys more guys on the podium and didn't work out that way for us but you know we have six returning guys that have national six returning seniors that have national tournament experience so this year we're really looking forward to see what they can do their last year we're about a week away from 133-pounder Eric Montoya wrestling in the All-Star Classic. He'll be facing a familiar foe in Illinois' Zane Richards. Uh, talk about Eric's matchup and what it means having one of your athletes competing in the event. Yeah, it's a great event. It's exciting for Eric. Um, you know, the records have been against Eric. He's, I think he's 3-1 and one against Richards, and, you know, he He's excited for the match. He's he's really pumped, and I think it'll be a I think it'll be a fun match. Good one to watch. Um, Eric's made some big jumps this summer, and it'll be I'm, I'm excited to watch it myself. Your 157 pounder Tyler Berger had a pretty solid regular season as a freshman, then turned it on and made the round of 12 before losing a one point decision. Talk about his improvements throughout the year and uh, what we can see from him in 2016-17. Um, Tyler's been, you know, he had a really, he had a good spring, good summer, you know, in the weight room getting stronger. Um, he, he was able to work with Jordan a lot over the summer and James and some of their summer training, so he's really improved there. I think we're going to see a lot more consistency out of him than we did, and I think he's going to have a really good year. At 165 pounds, you mentioned there's uh, quite a few guys competing for that spot. Um, sophomore Dustin Williams, who hasn't been a full-time starter for you before, has uh, already a couple of national rankings I've seen. Um, what can you tell us about him? Um, Dustin's a, you know, he's a hard-nosed kid. He's going to wrestle you know, give you 100% every time. Um, yeah, I'm just excited to see what he can do, you know, how how he fares this year, early on the season to through the Big Ten season. 184-pounder T.J. Dudley made the NCAA Finals in a loaded 184-pound class last season. This year he, he looks to be even more stacked. What's T.J. going to have to do in order to move up at one step higher on the podium this season? Um, I would just say is, you know, being consistent every day. Um, you know, last year he had some ups and downs, and towards the end of the year he was wrestling at a high level, and if he continues that like he has so far this year, being consistent wrestling at a high level every day in practice, he's going he's gonna to wind up where he wants to be on the top of the podium. A couple of years ago at this time of the year, I spoke to head coach Mark Manning, and he mentioned how 197-pounder Aaron Studebaker was someone he expected to come out of nowhere and end up as a really tough wrestler for you guys. 
how has he gone from a little-known recruit to a round 12 finisher and then a possible contender this year at 197? Um, you know, Aaron's just an extremely hard worker. He, uh, he grew up on a farm 15 miles maybe north of the Devaney Center here in Lincoln, outside of Lincoln. So he, uh, you know, he knows hard work and he embraces it and he works his tail off every day. He's, you know, he was small to start at 197 two years ago and he's fine. You know, he's grown himself. He's lifted. He's put the time in the weight room and, you know, we're looking for a big jump from him this year. But really hard work is what, what's helped his improvement every day. My D1CW website had ranked your current freshman class as the number four overall recruiting class in the nation. We've now had the preseason and a few weeks of real practice. What have you noticed from them thus far? They're, you know, I think top to bottom, they're better than we expected from, you know, from everyone we brought in. Um, they're, they're bought into what we're doing. They're, they work hard every day. They're not afraid to, you know, push the older guys in the weight room or challenge them. When we go live, you know, they want to, they want the best for themselves and out of everyone on the team. So that's exciting to see. They're, you know, they're pushing guys. They fit in well. So I think we got a really good class. Okay, coach. That's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you would like for people to know about wrestling at Nebraska in 2016-17? Um. Keep your eyes on us. That's it. All right, we will do. Uh, big thanks to Coach Matt Mulliners for joining us on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast. All right, thanks, Earl. Our next guest on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast is an assistant coach for Minnesota. Let's welcome Dustin Schlater. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on with us. Coach, if you could start off with a weight-by-weight breakdown of who could be competing for spots in the Gopher lineup in 2016-17. You don't need to get into specifics of who's beating who, if you don't want, but just a general idea of who's going to be competing for each weight. Sure, I can do that. Uh, well, starting out at 125, um, we have two guys, Skyler Petrie. He's a, a sophomore. He's a returning letterman. Uh, spent quite a bit of time in the starting lineup last year, and uh, he was uh, third place at the University, University Nationals last May in Akron. Uh, also, Ethan Lezak, he is a, a sophomore as well. He was an NCAA qualifier in 2015. He was pulled out of redshirt um, and went 2-2 two and two at that tournament. And then last year he redshirted. So we'll have Lezak and Petrie uh, battling out for 125. And 133, we have Steve Polakowski. He was our starter last year at 125. He's a sophomore. Uh, Sam Brankell is a senior. He spent time at both 25 and 133 last year. Um, and then looking ahead to 141, we'll have Tommy Thorne, who's a sophomore. He was a returning NCAA qualifier last year, was fourth of the Big Ten. And um, adding depth to that would be Gannon Volk. Uh, moving ahead to 149, freshman Freddie Stroker um, is, is probably going to get the nod at 149. Uh, 157, we have a handful of, of guys, uh, some good depth here with junior Jake Short. He's a returning NCAA qualifier at 149 uh, the last two seasons, as well as freshman Carson Brolsma and uh, freshman Larry Early adds, adds some depth uh, in that middleweight area. At 165, we'll have senior Brandon Kingsley, who's a starter at 
at 157 last year and has spent time at 165. Uh, also, Brandon Crone, who is our returning starter at 165, and he is a sophomore. Uh, looking ahead to 174, uh, we'll have Nick Wanzak, who's another returning NCAA qualifier for us. He's a junior. 184 will be redshirt freshman Bobby Stevenson and, um, and Chris Farr, who's a junior who was our starter at 184 last year. And then 197, we return one of our captains, senior Brett Farr. He's a two-time NCAA qualifier. He was third place last year uh, at the NCAAs, and he's a Big Ten finalist, as well as being an academic All-American. And then heavyweight, we have Michael Krails, who's a senior. Uh, he's a two-time All-American, as well as an academic All-American. And uh, he'll be pushed by Riley Streifel, who's a redshirt freshman. Riley was uh, the UWW junior national champ last April in Las Vegas. So that's that's who we're looking at. Okay, looking back at last year's team, you end up finishing 17th in the country at nationals, ninth in the Big Ten, um, as a Gopher alum, a member of a NCAA championship team yourself. Uh, those are both numbers much lower than Gopher fans are accustomed to. You know, what kind of feeling does that leave for you and the coaching staff with uh, finishes like last year? Yeah, that that really. Uh it leaves us motivated, if nothing else. Um, you know, we're excited to start the season and uh, and kind of build off of last year's last year's finish. But last year we had a very young team. Um, we redshirted some guys who who could have started and probably scored some points for us. But um, we were looking to build for the future, and uh, it was a little disappointing. But uh, I think uh, the guys have been training hard because of it, and, and we're uh, we're excited and ready to move forward and, and get back to the top. Okay, I'm not going to go into specifics, but in the off season there is a lot going on surrounding the Minnesota program. For the mm-hmm. coaching staff, is it difficult trying to keep the wrestlers themselves focused on achieving the goals they have already set, and then uh, blocking out everything else? Yeah, there, there was quite a few distractions, but uh, I think for the vast majority of guys in the team, um, they they knew what they had to do regardless. Um, you know. They were they were putting the time in the room and, and they were looking ahead to, to actually competing and and uh, I think the off season we, we was very productive in terms of uh, improving on the mat and uh, I think our guys are better and they're ready and excited. In just over a week, we'll see 197 pounder Brett Farr competing in the All Star Classic. As someone who's wrestled in the event himself, what does it mean competing in the match and then getting to open the season with such a high quality opponent? You know, it's a it's a very cool event. Um, it's a cool event to compete in, and it's it's great to see where you're at. You know, it's early. It's an exhibition. It doesn't count for your record, um, but it kind of lets you know where you're at and what you need to work on, and uh, maybe some potential weaknesses up front, uh, so you can adjust and, and be ready by the time the season rolls around. So it's it's definitely a fun event to be a part of, and uh, I'm excited for Brett, and I think he'll he'll do very well. And speaking of Brett, he'll start the season ranked number two in the nation at 197. What does he look like at this point of the season, and what will he need to do in order to move up and you know, possibly de- beat uh, Jaden Cox and get a national title himself? Uh, you know, Brett's been training very hard. He's uh, got a lot of experience. Um, he's, been, uh, he's been working, doing the things he needs to do. Uh, I mean, like I said, we'll see where he's at when, when he wrestles uh, here in a few weeks in Cleveland. Um, it'll be able to assess from there, but we expect big things. Uh, it's obviously a, you know, uh, Jaden Cox is a very tough competitor, uh, Olympic bronze medalist and uh, two-time NCAA champ. So uh, 
we understand that uh, we have our hands full and with him, and but I think if anyone's capable, it's Brett Farr. I mean, he has a very unique style, and he wrestles extremely hard, and uh, and the goal hasn't changed. He, he plans to be a national champ this year, and he uh, he's put the work in, and will continue to work, and I think he's excited for that opportunity. Your heavyweight Michael Krolls is a returning two-time All-American, getting on the podium both seasons. He was a starter. Tell us more about him and maintaining that legacy of great Minnesota heavyweights. Yeah, I mean, we've had some of the best heavyweights in in the country uh, at the University of Minnesota. Um, Michael's a competitor. He, he's an extremely hard worker. He's an aerospace engineering major, and he, I think he has just shy of a 4.0. So this guy, uh, he puts his time in. You know, he works extremely hard in the room, and, and then he he spends a lot of free time studying in class um, and with such a tough major. Um, but he's got a, a unique style himself. Um, he's uh, pretty athletic, moves well for a heavyweight, and can do a lot of things most heavyweights can't. Uh, so him and Brett, with them on our team, uh, are invaluable. I think as captains, seniors, they have a lot of experience, and uh, and the, and I expect him to continue to move up the podium this year and expect big things. One of the freshmen I want to keep an eye on is 149-pounder Freddie Stroker. What can you tell us about him as he will be competing officially for the first time for the Gophers? Yeah, I think uh, expectations are very high for Freddie. Um, he's, uh, he's he's very talented wrestler. He's, he's got great skills. Um, and just like you were looking forward to seeing him out there actually competing and put on the Minnesota singlet and seeing what he's capable of. But uh, as I said, as a coaching staff, we have high expectations. Uh, we've seen him in the room, and we know what he, what he can do, and uh, we're excited for him. And along the same lines as Freddie, um, we'll also get our first glimpse of Bobby Stevenson competing in a gopher singlet. You know, what are the expectations for him? You know, just like uh, Freddie, we, we think very highly of Bobby, and, and we have a, a good mixture of, some old, a couple older guys, but a lot of new faces in the lineup, a lot of freshmen, and Bobby and Freddie um, are a couple of the main ones. But uh, Bobby wrestles extremely hard. He's, he wears on guys. He's got a high pace. Um, and uh, we look look for him to, to be dominant there at 184 and, uh, and leave his mark. And with the offseason moves to the coaching staff, Zach Sanders has been elevated to a volunteer assistant. We know his credentials as a four-time All-American for Minnesota, but what does he bring to the team from a coaching standpoint? Uh, well, Zach's one of the most you know passionate guys I know about Minnesota wrestling. He's a local guy. He's from a small town about two hours south, and he's loved Gopher wrestling his whole life. So he brings some enthusiasm, passion, um, you know, like not many people. He's also very technically sound, um, and he's incredibly valuable for the lightweights as a as a 125-pounder. So he's a good addition to the staff. Okay, that's all I have for you. Is there anything else that you'd like for people to know about wrestling at Minnesota in 2016, 2017? Uh, we're excited. We're ready to roll. Looking forward to get this season rolling. All right, a big thanks to Dustin Schlater for joining us on the Sudden History Big Ten Preview Podcast. Thanks for having me. There we go. That's it for the Big Ten Preview Podcast Part 2. Thanks again to all the coaches who have participated and joined me. Before I go, I mentioned it a few weeks ago, I got a sneak peek at the shirts that Rudis is doing for the D1CW website. They are excellent. Again, check them out at www. Dot .therudis.com. Also, a reminder, 
to keep checking out all of the other shows on the Matt Talk Podcast Network. I think Jason said a personal best last week as far as number of shows in one week. So he, along with everyone else, is getting ramped up for the wrestling season. Next week, I'm going to wrap up these previews by focusing on the Big 12. Until then. How the hell do I get off this stage?